What up? It's your girl Rowdy and we are back with another episode of Lip Service. I'm here with my producer Gunshy and we are back talking Corona part two. Today we're going to be getting into the seedy side of the virus, the corrupt side. So let's just get into it. All right, all right. So, gun shy. So, we've got Corona out here running rampant. Talk about that bitch like she's a bitch we don't like. Because um, we don't. But, um, so we, on the podcast the other day, we talked about just the virus in general. Um, the impact it's having on us, on society. Um how the media has hyped it up and whatnot. So today, I want to talk about sort of the dark side. Now, the whole side of corona is dark, let's be clear. I mean, it's a virus that's infecting people, that shut down the economy, that's um, resulted in deaths. So it's all bad. But when I say the, the seedy side of it, I'm talking politics, I'm talking big business, big government. So... Let's talk about that today. What do you think? I think it's crazy because the thing is, you would think when there's a crisis is when you would see the best side of us. And in some ways you do, but it also brings out the worst in so many ways. I mean, I'm just thinking about, let's just start with the senators. The ones who, right before it was announced to the public that it's actually a pandemic, they all dump their stock. So let's let's make sure so allegedly Alleged. because we have to make sure that we put that lovely little disclosure there because yes. you're getting this from where the media. So true. listen, we know there's one side of the story, the other side of the story, and the truth is somewhere in between. But either way, it's probably public record if they're dumping stock uh right before this massively hit the economy. That's bad, clearly. I mean, yeah. I, mean we, I mean, we trust our government to do the right thing. I mean, we hope. Who's we, sucker? Let's just be clear. I don't feel like that happened with the last election anyway, because elected officials <laughs> went against what the people wanted. But I digress. But the idea is that government is there to protect the people of the country to do the right thing. We elect these people to represent us, to be on the up and up. And I mean, we know that that's not always the case, but like you said, hopefully when there's a crisis like this, you, you, we depend on them to do the right thing. And so dumping a bunch of stock before the crash or, you know, it's just odd and can be viewed as very corrupt by the average Joe out here, if you really know what's going on, it's like there are lots of money to be made off of this virus. When it's all said and done, there are going to be some very wealthy people and it's going to be the, the elite who are who get wealthy-er, I should say, wealthy-er, um, because the average citizen, even though the market is crashing daily, um, the number, it's, it's dropping, right? The average citizen doesn't have the money available to invest and buy stocks when it's at this all-time low because 
when it hits bottom is when you want to buy, right? And that sounds all good and dandy, and we all should be able to do that, but we can't. So we know what's going to happen, and we know who's going to benefit from this, right? Yeah. So I just hope, I just, in this perfect world, we would think there would be some sort of investigation. I mean, you have people like Burr from North Carolina, who is the actual chair of the Senate Intelligence Committee, which means he is definitely privy to, to information. And he sold between, allegedly, 628000 and $1.7 million of stock. Yeah, that's like, nuts. He, he stands to make a killing. And um, if that is, in fact, true, that's just fucking shitty. Bottom line, it's just shitty. And we'd like to hope that our government representatives do the right thing, do right by the country, do right by the people. But as we both know, they don't all do that. Now, not all government officials are corrupt and do bad things, but a lot of them do. And I mean, unfortunately, that is the world we live in. I mean, yeah. it just is. I mean, and then you, you think about on the other side of that or right along with that, these corporations and big businesses um, and how they're handling it. Um, listen, Amazon's making a killing. Let me just tell you. And I just ordered something. Five minutes. Ago. I was about to say, I am a huge fan of Amazon. I have nothing against Amazon. Because, by the way, Amazon is keeping people working. I mean, they're hiring right now. I know for a fact they're hiring right now. And they're delivering uh, products and goods to people who need them. But on the flip side of that, now not saying this is Amazon that's doing it, but on the flip side of that, there are big companies still operating, delivering services and goods to people who, whose employees or some of their employees have tested positive for the virus and they haven't made it known and they're still open and running and could potentially be spreading the virus even further. Now, y'all know I hate fear-mongering. I hate raising panic for no reason. And this is by no means to do those things. It's just to have a discussion around the responsibility of some of these larger companies and how they're handling it. Yeah, make money. Yeah, people need things, help people, but also be very transparent in what you're doing right now, especially right now. Absolutely agree. I mean, you gave a prime example with Amazon. There's also several employees have came out about um, Costco where they are finding out like on a little post-it on the board in the break room where an employee tested positive for Corona and I think it's, I've seen eight different locations and they're saying they did not shut down, they did not do a full cleaning, and they did not alert the public. I hope that that's not true. I hope that they alerted their employees. I hope that they sanitized and cleaned everything um, because that would be a shame if they didn't because that's just basically saying their bottom dollar is more important than the human population. So I hope that that's just rumor and conjecture, and I hope that that is not true, because if it is, it's so disappointing. I don't shop at Costco, so I, I 
pretty much safe in that regard, but there's a lot of people who shop at Costco, so I hope that yeah. that's not true. And candidly, it's just unfair and unsafe and unethical to their employees and workers that if that is true, that they didn't share that information. That's crazy. Like, by the way, so on an even larger scale, you know, I'm wondering how our military is handling this. And I know um, people very close to me in the military. And I know that we're bringing troops back from overseas right now. And it's like, are they testing the troops as they come back? I, I mean, I hope they are. Um, you yeah, don't, you I know. So. Well, you know, they haven't said anything about the military in the news, which I'm not surprised because the news is so sensationalized. They only want to report crazy stories that get people riled up. But I think it's important what's going on with the military and that they are protecting our soldiers because candidly, we've tested a bunch of folks in the NBA yet. I bet we haven't tested, you know, all of the soldiers coming back. In fact, I know we haven't just based on my, some of my contacts within the military that we've got groups of soldiers coming back not being tested for corona as they enter the country, coming in contact with other, other soldiers, and now other soldiers are being affected. I know now of two cases of two soldiers being infected with coronavirus because they had interaction with soldiers being brought back from overseas. I mean, they were just there doing their everyday jobs, and um, they tested positive. And I'm like, so is the military not testing soldiers as they return? And if they're not, it's so troublesome and scary because we need our soldiers. Um, they are far more important to the country, to the protection of the country. Um, if a lot of our soldiers get infected and things go bad, you know, and they're ill, you know, that's bad for the country. And so I hope that the military is taking drastic measures, better measures even than the NBA and testing these soldiers as they come back. But based on the information I got right now, they're not, and they're keeping it hush-hush. So maybe they are meeting internally and they're going to take different measures and do things differently. But it's a scary thought to think that we have, you know, thousands of soldiers coming back from Europe into the country not being tested. That's nuts, right? It's nuts. It's scary, but it's not surprising. It's not surprising to me. I think of our government government right now, I think of our leadership. We have several governors who have, who have expressed, leaders of state who have expressed they're okay with their older citizens and their immune um, deficient citizens dying if it helps the economy. So I am not surprised. It, oh, that's bullshit. Sad. Yeah, it's sad. It's sad. You would think we would do better, but... And they're vocal about it. They're very vocal about it. I think that the government or the military leader should have planned better for this, um, especially if they decided to bring troops back. Um, they should have had a better plan on how to handle it, on 
allowing them back into the country, quarantining them, keeping them away from uninfected soldiers. I mean, when they bring troops back in, part of the process is you have groups of soldiers stateside who meet them at the airport, who, who have to check them in, interact with them and all of that. And it's putting other people's health at risk. So it's just really quite irresponsible on a human level. It's irresponsible on a national security level. Um, I just think it's crazy. But I mean, though, it's just a huge thing. You know, I'm really not surprised that they didn't plan for this. We live in a reactive society versus a proactive one. We always want to do things after the fact. We want to wait until the numbers get high to put a plan in place. We want to wait until people start dying to start trying to find a cure. So I'm really not surprised that the planning wasn't done better. And we live in an extremist society. I'm, I'm looking here and I'm seeing all these different things come out. And then, of course... Right on cue, as soon as the coronavirus comes out, we have these different religious sectors, these different... Oh, reasons. shit. <laughs> Don't get me started on the churches, but I will. I mean, what if, what have they done now? <laughs> well, clearly it's a punishment for us not going to church and being heathens. Oh, dear. Because Christians... Apparently, don't get coronavirus. If you go to church, you're immune, right? Are you fucking so, kidding me? Like, they've got to be kidding me. Like, what What have you seen? Oh, my God. Give me so, an example. One of the ones that really got me was it said, we worship the NBA players, so they took away the sports. We worship celebrities, so they took away the, 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 um, the amphitheaters and the concert halls. We worship money, so they made the, they made the economy fall. And we won't worship at church so they made it where we can't i was like huh yeah exactly we won't worship at church so they made it where we can't worship at church okay but i'm gonna stop you right there because first of all you do not have to go to church to worship first of all as far as i've always known the good lord resides in all of us you have a personal relationship with the good lord and listen i'm not a big bible thumper but i do know that you're just as, as soon to get to heaven by fellowshipping on the corner, on the phone, in everyday conversation as you are if you were in a church house. Like, it doesn't, it doesn't matter where you fellowship. Like, right now, us having this conversation, we're fellowshipping. Like, literally, the churches need to have several seats. They can have all the seats. And I hate how they take stuff, issues like this, and try and flip it. Yes. To their advantage, and it's like enough already. Like, e fucking enough already. And you know, and going with their logic, right? I would have thought it would have been more like, where well, you're worshiping man and false prophets, so we made it where you can't go to church. But no. Oh, they're not gonna say that. The the fact that they stand in ovation for ten plus minutes for a preacher as he comes out, like they stand in adoration, applause, and worship a man, a human being, just like the rest of us, for like 10 minutes. Like, seriously? I always have, oh my God, that's why I don't do organized religion, because that's one of the things that made me so uncomfortable when I saw that, because I thought, so are we worshiping the preacher now? What are we here for? Anyway, that's a whole nother podcast. But they love to jump on a crisis and turn it into some 
religious thing. Now, here, here's what I will say. Definitely, people should be praying. Listen, whenever illness befalls me, and it's rare because, once again, your girl got that good-ass immune system, but or people that I care about are feeling ill, listen, I'm a huge proponent of the archangels. I'm always calling in Archangel Raphael to help. I'm always calling in on the creator. Um, so there is nothing wrong with prayer, um, praying for health, praying that this virus takes runs its course quickly and people come out on the other end healthy. I'm all for that. I'm all for collective prayer as well because do I think prayer works? Yes, prayer works with action behind it. So not only do we have to pray for these things, we also have to do the actions for the prayers to work. So like we have to practice social social distancing. We have to take our immune immunity vitamins, vitamins for immune health. We have to wash our hands, which we should have been doing before, limit contact. Like there are things you have to do. You have to put action behind prayer. I am a huge believer in that. So am I just downing the churches saying, oh, prayer's not going to fix it? Not saying that at all. I'm saying don't make this about people being sinners and this, that, and the other. Like enough already. It's a motherfucking crisis. How about you just spend your time being positive throwing positive energy into the air, praying for people, and stop being so goddamn negative. And you know what? That's my lip service.